Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Once again, it's my pleasure and privilege to bring the Word of God to you. We've been seeing on dealing with fear. Uh, I want you to listen to all these sermons more than once. It's important that these things sink in well to you. Um, see, the whole thing is about rewiring our subconscious beliefs. It happens through different ways. Obviously, the main way it happens is through encounters, is through experiences. And then also, you know, rewiring through constant exposure to something. That is also one of the ways of rewiring your subconscious. In biblical studies, they teach you something called the principle of first mention. Um, you study a word and you find where it was mentioned first in scripture and in what context it comes. That kind of gives you uh, a clarity, you know, on how that word is viewed. So if you study the word fear like that, it's first used in Genesis chapter 3, verse 10. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Wow. One of the saddest verses in the Bible. I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. Heard your voice. I was afraid because I was naked. Result, I hid. Right in these three phrases is summed up the entire, the problem of entire humanity. Right there, you have it. Look at verse chapter 2, verse 25. Chapter 2, verse 25 says, Both were naked, yet not ashamed. Yet not ashamed. So both were naked, yet not ashamed. That's the original design. We are designed to be open. We are designed to be vulnerable. We are designed to be seen. We are designed to be known. This is no small stuff. So you see, today, a lot of clinical psychologists and mental health professionals and uh, even the corporate world is um, uh, spending billions of dollars into research of mental health. And finally, they are telling, we have figured that we are designed for connection. 
see that's what the gospel reveals the gospel reveals that we are designed for connection how because we are from trinity our every fiber of our being is designed for connection and you know so when we are designed for connection when I, when we are designed for connection the enemies of connection is shame fear and resulting in you know the shame and fear results in hiding all kind of fear stems from this fear every other fear stems from this fear what is this fear we are the presence of god the voice of god instead of bringing comfort and security to man now the thought of god the voice of god is condemning him bringing fear and shame so every other fear comes from this wrong fear of god are you getting what i'm telling the day you shall eat of this fruit you shall surely die so how did death start manifesting in mankind death started manifesting in mankind in the form of fear and shame that resulted in hiding so this fear and shame resulting in hiding is the process of death you should understand this when we give room for fear and shame and we are hiding hiding in the sense not literally hiding currently you know because of the fear of corona we are literally hiding in the houses uh but this kind of hiding is where you don't allow yourself to be seen so when you are not seen you are not known when you are not known you don't feel you belong you don't feel you love you are loved because no matter what people do to you and say to you you will never feel loved because you're like no they don't know me they don't know me why they don't know you because you have never allowed yourself to be known you've never allowed yourself to be seen so you have the fear of disconnection fear of judgment what will people think so all these things stems from this unhealthy fear of god this this fear i was afraid because i was naked but the original design is naked yet not ashamed are you seeing the connection between shame and fear naked yet not ashamed we are designed to be vulnerable and have no shame about it we are designed to be absolutely open with one another and not have shame about it but the moment a, a twisted view of god enters then there is shame and fear about nakedness 
there is shame and fear about vulnerability there is shame and fear about being seen and being known and that kick starts the process of death this is so fundamental and so powerful if you if you understand what i am telling you 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 can be free you can be free what is the knowledge of good and evil right knowledge how did it all begin they were all fine they were naked it not ashamed whenever a presence of god came the voice of god came they ran to him and spoke to him how did it all change how did it all change from daddy you know and giving a hug to when i heard your voice i was afraid because i was naked what happened in between what happened in between man partook of the knowledge of good and evil the knowledge of good and evil is nothing but the voice of the conscience unfortunately we think the voice of the conscience is voice of god himself the voice of the conscience accuses or excuses your yourself this is what conscience is doing okay it either accuses you or excuses you most most of the time it accuses and at times it excuses you and even those excuses are you know are malfunction so the knowledge of good and evil which is the conscience the voice of the conscience results in a fear that fear brings shame and death so the problem here is you thinking god is angry god is angry that brings about an unhealthy fear of god the true fear of god you know the reverential fear of god i've told you so many times it comes from absolute love perfect love when your heart is filled with perfect love it casts out this fear this fear that brings shame and death okay the the so called fear of god that is being preached predominantly in the church is a demonic fear which is the voice of the conscience oh are you doing this god will be out there to kill you fear the lord you know any preacher who is shouting like that doesn't understand that he is being an instrument of the voice of the enemy who is the accuser of the brethren okay the accuser of the brethren it is it is the job of the devil to accuse the brethren and unfortunately there are many preachers who think that they are preaching the truth 
when they are shouting their lungs out condemning people and they're thinking they are bringing the fear of god no fear of god is what was upon the life of jesus come with me to isaiah 11 from verse 1 there shall come forth a rod from the stem of jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots okay who is a rod that is coming from the stem of jesse a branch that shall grow out of his roots talking about the messiah christ jesus the spirit of the lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the lord are you understanding what i'm saying the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom so the fear of the lord that is upon jesus this the 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 spirit of the lord is upon me he is anointed me the seven souls seven fold spirit of god was upon jesus and one is called the spirit of spirit of the fear of the lord so this this comes from a perfect revelation of the perfect law of the father Jesus was never afraid <laughs> like that about the father no 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 that is the result of man's fall that kind of fear is what god is trying to address through the gospel unfortunately many preachers are propagating that fear which the gospel is trying to address and they are thinking they are being instrument in god's hand in bringing people into the fear of god no 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 see that is called the ministry of death see moses brought such fear <laughs> right moses brought such fear moses or law brought fear the bible calls it the ministry of condemnation the letter kills ministry of death it says second corinthians 3 okay so this unhealthy fear that comes through the law which what is law knowledge of good and evil knowledge of good and evil which is the voice of the conscience so the voice of the conscience which the law empowers results in fear condemnation and ultimately in death this is what jesus came to deliver us from this is not god are you guys getting what i'm saying in fact when it comes to you know romans 8 come with me to romans 8:15 for you did not receive the spirit of bondage spirit of bondage again to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption wow the bible is crystal clear when it communicates something 
the spirit of bondage talking about the jewish law or the religious system so any religious system you know if you put yourself under and it it will lead you to fear and you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear again to fear why under the law they were constantly under fear under the new covenant paul is saying you have not received a new form of bondage which is slightly different from the law but leads you to the same kind of fear no 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 you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but this but is so important right but the spirit of adoption so the spirit of adoption which is the spirit of sonship which was really upon jesus when it is upon you you do not fear god you do not fear punishment you do not fear judgment see <laughs> this is so contrary to 90% of what you hear in the church fear god fear his punishments fear his judgments that is not gospel that is the tree of knowledge of good and evil speaking that is the tree of death speaking that is moses speaking that is law speaking that is ministry of death speaking ministry of condemnation speaking come with me to second corinthians 3 verse 6 it says who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant not of the letter but of the spirit for the letter kills but the spirit gives life but if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious and that the children of israel could not look steadily at the face of moses because of the glory of the countenance which glory was passing away how will the ministry of the spirit not be more glorious for if the ministry of condemnation had glory the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory for even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels for if what is passing away was glorious what remains is much more glorious look at verse 12 that's the conclusion therefore since we have such hope we use great boldness of speech we use great boldness the ministry of spirit the ministry of righteousness which is the ministry of life uses great boldness he doesn't have the fear of god this kind of fear of god doesn't keep you from sin it will just lead you into more and more sin but it just keeps it under the hiding it keeps it under the hiding that's what see that's why many preachers who shout like this and preach really hard against sin after a few years you come to know through some exposure through some scandal that some crap was flowing out not once not twice you, if you just know you know little bit of history all great preachers who are like <laughs> against sin were struggling deep within and why were they doing that 
it was they were speaking their voice of their condemnation and they were thinking it is god they did not understand the gospel come with me to hebrews hebrews 12 verse 18 for you have not come to the mountain that may be touched that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them any more for they could not endure what was commanded and if so much as a beast touches the mountain it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow and so terrifying was the sight that moses said i am exceedingly afraid and trembling so moses the law mount sinai is a place of exceeding fear exceeding fear and trembling so this kind of fear and trembling is not the fear and fear of the lord this kind of trembling that moses had at mount sinai is not the fear that gospel brings in fact that is the fear that gospel wants to address that's that's what you read you have not come to that mountain look at the verse the next phrase let's me read verse 21 so terrifying was the sight that moses said i am exceedingly afraid and trembling but you have come to mount zion to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to god the judge of all to the spirits of just men made perfect yes now we are coming to judge we are coming to the judge who has declared us perfect are you getting what i'm saying but you don't come with fear and trembling because you know this judge is for you his judgments is for you there are two paradigms one is forensic or legal okay legal paradigm the other is therapeutic or healing pretty much both of them might use same language for example here a judge pronounces judgment after studying the case right so look at the word pronouncement pronouncing judgment case even in a hospital scenario do you know these words are used the doctor finished that case and he's taking up a new case and one doctor calls the other doctor and say what's your judgment so here also you have judgment here also it's a case but here it is a matter of right and wrong because it is legal it is from the knowledge of good and evil it is the voice of conscience it is the ministry of death it is the ministry of condemnation here it is a matter of healthy 
versus unhealthy and judgment is towards healing the judgment is towards restoration healing restoration a bone is broken and the doctor judges the case and sees what kind of treatment has to be done so that this entire bone will be broken no 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 so that the broken bone can be healed and restored so here justice is restorative here justice is punitive punishment so the fear you know when you go and stand in front of the judge here you are afraid that is the fear of conscience that is the fear of the law that is what the gospel addresses here you go and gladly stand before your judge and say judge me scan you know uh, see um, come with me to our psalms 139 last verse search me o god last couple of verses search me o god and know my heart try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting see how david is going even though he lived under the law he was not operating in this fear he understood the therapeutic nature of the justice of god so he goes and says father judge me search my heart he is not asking okay i will search he is asking god to search heart healing is not about you searching is you inviting the trinity to search and see if there is any wicked way causing pain know my anxieties know my fears know those things and bring me to a way that leads lead me the way of everlasting are you are you understanding the whole difference so when you are operating under conscience okay let uh, let me show you one more which we have been saying for so many uh, times in the last few weeks first john chapter 4 verse 17 love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment boldness in the day of judgment so what gospel brings to you is boldness towards god's judgment you go to the throne of god and you demand judgment god judge me scan my heart scan my life and restore me and heal me in those broken areas where where it needs restoration we have boldness in the day of judgment why because as he is so are we in this world there is no fear in love perfect love casts out fear what kind of fear this so called fear of god that the whole church is preaching about that fear will be cast out when you understand the gospel it might look as if i'm using strong words 
Yes. Yes. Sons of God can never be, the manifestation of sons of God can never happen when you're operating in the sphere of God. No. That is a spirit of bondage leading you again to fear. Spirit of adoption, Uyothesia, is the spirit of sonship, which makes you cry out, Abba, Father. And there is no fear in love. Yes, you're asking him to scan. Right? Because therapeutic. Take a scan. You're saying, Father, scan. Let your eyes scan my heart. Let it scan my innermost being, thoughts, my anxieties, my belief systems. The problem with, you know, operating from good and bad knowledge is, um, is fear good or bad? Oh, fear is bad. Is shame good or bad? Bad. Is lust good or bad? Bad. Is anger good or bad? Bad. Anxiety is bad. Worry. What else? Anything. So you, when you put it into the in in the bad container, you don't want to address it. You. So when you have put it into the bad container. You don't deal with it. What do you do? What do you do? You when you visit the bad container, you deny it or you numb it or you distract yourself or you medicate it. Or you offload it on somebody else. You live in denial. Well, fear. I don't have fear. Or you numb. You you've numbed yourself so that you don't feel anything. You don't feel any emotion at all. Why? You put it in a bad container, and you've shut it down. You've shut down emotions. And you distract yourself. You medicate it. Offload it. Anger. Many people are having anger issues. They don't understand that it is a fear issue. They say, I have an anger problem. No, no, you don't have an anger problem. You have a fear problem. But that fear is a much deeply rooted belief. When you're really angry about something, you're really scared about something and it takes vulnerability to address that part. To go and see what you're really afraid of. That it is offloaded as anger. I'll give you an example. Fear of disconnection can come out as anger. Fear of not being good enough comes out of comes out as anger when you are not feeling your 
when you're when you're feeling you're not good enough how we manage it is by coming out angrily whenever we feel we are not good enough it comes out as anger but to address that feeling of not being good enough it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of strength but when you put it in the bad container you will not look at it because when you put it in the bad container you think god hates these things god doesn't want to look at these things because your god itself is split into two right god is love but god is holy you have put a but between that so you have the good side of god and oh the other side of god god is love but what about the other side of god oh i can some of the preachers and listen to them <laughs> i don't know whether to cry or laugh they're so angry they're so shouting because their god is split into two they and they tell oh some preachers call just speak to you about the love of god love of god love of god god loves you god loves you but there is the other side of god <laughs> the other side of god so there are two sides which are very radically different the one side god is love which is for you and then the other side which is out there to kill you so when your god is split you are split into two are you getting what i'm saying when your god is split you are split into two so you have the good version of you the sunday going version which is happy all the time and then this bad version of you which you think god hates and you end up hating it as a result you hate a part of your being and then you start hating others Are you seeing how all sorts of dysfunction and malfunction in your relationships all stem from this split up schizophrenic view of God? People think we are teaching theology. No, we are talking about fundamentals of life. As a result what you are having fear about fear. You are having shame about shame. you are angry that you are all the time angry you are anxious about ang- anxiety <laughs> you are worried about your worry are you getting what i'm saying you after the fear series many people are like oh i'm afraid that i'm afraid because you put it in a bad category since you put it in a bad category your conscience is like oh whenever you fear you're doing something wrong it is seen in seen in a right wrong paradigm are you getting what i'm saying so you're afraid of being afraid you're shameful of being shamed so what's the solution good question the good quest okay the solution listen to me carefully 
and listen to it again and again because it's so important that you get it. The solution is not, don't put any of the emotions in the good bad container. No. Emotion is an emotion. As simple as that. It's neither good nor bad. Don't put it in a good bad container. Okay? Technically speaking, you can put it in a healthy, unhealthy container. But right now, don't use any container. Okay? Don't use it any container. Just emotion is an emotion. Just don't be judgmental about your emotion. Okay? Listen to the word. Don't be judgmental about your emotion. Be curious. Be curious about your emotion. You're having lust. A lustful thought. To operate from the knowledge of good and evil is to become judgmental about it and condemn it as bad and push it. Oh, I can I have a lustful thought? Oh. How can I have a fearful emotion? How can I have an anxious thing? How can I worry? Oh, let's shut it down. Oh, ba 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 ba. Confess few scriptures. Oh, and the regions of God. No, no. That's not how confession works. People don't understand how confession works. People don't understand how faith works. Come with me to Psalms 42, verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Do you know so many times in the Psalms, Psalmist always speaks to his soul. Why are you cast down? Why are you disquieted? So that is becoming curious. That is not becoming judgmental about it. Okay, you're having a lust, lustful thought. You're like, okay, my heart is telling me something. What is it telling me? Okay, I'm afraid. What am I afraid of? Why am I afraid? Invite God. Search. Invite God. Not. I'm not just talking about introspection. Introspection just leads you down the spiral of depression. I'm talking about involving God. In the scanning business. In the scanning process. So you're not suppressing it you're not denying it you're not medicating it you're allowing it to come and you're having a conversation with the father about this every emotion of your heart every emotion including this every emotion of your heart is an invitation from the father for a conversation including your fear including your lust including your anxiety so you don't so you don't you know you don't have this 
angry judge, you know, sitting with his hammer. All right? No. No, 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 no. You have a father who is willing to embrace you and have a conversation. Why am I feeling this? What triggers, what triggered me? Okay, when they said this thing, it triggered this emotion. So you become curious and you're like, God, why is that word that my wife used, that my husband used, that my child used, that my boss used, that my colleague used, that my friend used, when he said that, I'm having this emotion. So you're becoming curious and you're having a conversation. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you and say, you're believing at the core of your being. And you know, at the core of your being, you'll be believing your I am not. So, so in that conversation, the Holy Spirit will direct you to the I am not. I am not good enough. These, these are very painful things to visit. So doing it in a safe place and loving them. It's not just opening up to someone, right? It is about having a safe place who would speak into your life. Many people th are thinking vulnerability is about telling someone your secret. No, it's not. Yeah, that is definitely an important part of being vulnerable, but vulnerability has more to it than just opening up. Vulnerability <clears throat> is about allowing someone to see you, allowing someone to speak into you, to question your narratives. Because our feelings are connected to our narratives that runs in our head because we are meaning making machines meaning making machines we want to make meaning of everything that happens around us so much so when somebody just rolls their eyes does that we want to make meaning of it So because we are meaning-making machines, constantly there are narratives running in our head, stories running in our head, trying to make meaning out of the thing. So those narratives, unfortunately, doesn't have a lot of real data. So it has a lot of imaginary data, a lot of data from insecurities, and which is intricately woven with your I am nots. So vulnerability is about you being honest about your narrative and allowing someone to speak into your life. To, you have to own your narrative. Okay, this is what Brené Brown says, right? If you own your narrative, you get to write its ending. If the narrative owns you, if the narrative owns you, 
then you know you 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 feel a victim you feel powerless right this is so powerful when you own your narrative and you know it's a narrative then you can write its ending you can change it but when you're owned by a narrative you feel helpless you think that's the reality i'm giving you things tools that can change your life if you take these tools seriously and work on these things constantly we are judging we are judging ourselves and judging others why we are still stuck in the paradigm of right and wrong our gospel hasn't changed we are still operating from moses we are still operating from mount sinai we are still operating from the wrong tree the whole book why it is divided into old testament and new testament because there are two trees there are two mountains there are two men tree of knowledge of good and evil tree of life mount sinai mount zion adam christ yeah it is moving from here to here things are very different from this tree things are very different from this mountain things are very different in this person in this we don't judge ourselves we don't judge others we allow the judge to judge us all we go and stand before him with boldness saying judge me search me oh god know my heart try me try my anxious thoughts he is putting himself on trial before god knowing that he is a good judge is a righteous judge and his judgments are towards restoration towards healing so when you bring your narratives when you bring your thing and have a conversation with a trusted friend in the presence of god involving god uprooting these deep rooted lies especially inserted in in the beginning stages of our life during our childhood days or through traumatic experiences uprooting those things and replacing it replacing the narrative changing rescripting the narrative with the i ams of god that's what brings you into healing that leads you in the way of everlasting yes yes see when your spouse opens up their life to you when you don't have this framework when you don't have this framework of being curious and you're stuck in a judgmental paradigm of right and wrong you would start judging your spouse and you would bring in some form of punishment which can be withholding love withholding affection i won't trust you all these things right that again leads to further disconnection and brokenness 
the framework has to change. The basic understanding of the gospel has to change. Yeah, where you become curious when somebody shares their story. I'm like, okay. Why do you think you're feeling that way? What's running in your head? What story are you telling yourself? And you drop, you drop to deeper beliefs. Because we usually say, I'm just angry. I'm just frustrated. You're not just angry. There is something going on within deeper. So rather than labeling things on the surface like that, you have to keep dropping, keep dropping, keep dropping. When you drop deep enough, there is the black hole and you find Christ holding it there. Healing you, loving you. And that's how this whole heart healing happens. And then over a period of time, you would, you would see yourself free from fears, free from anxiety, free from worries. You don't set yourself free from constantly rebuking these things. I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke the spirit of fear. That rebuke itself is coming out of fear. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Right? The word, Greek word there, is not the usual word for fear. You know, the word phobia, right? Is the Greek word of fear. But what comes there in uh, the word used there in Second Timothy chapter one verse seven is is not given as a spirit of dahlia. Okay, I'm not sure whether I'm pronouncing it right, but D I L I A. Okay, which is different from phobia. The word is timidity. Timidity, meaning this thing, this feeling of not being good enough in somebody's presence, where, you, where your head goes down and your shoulder goes down and you, you don't want to walk into that room. You're not feeling qualified to be there. You understand that feeling, right? Shame, fear, insecurity, all those things coming together and, and it, it makes you stoop down. It makes, you, makes your head goes down. That is what it's saying. God has not given us that spirit. When we walk into his room, walk into the throne room, walk into the presence, you don't, you don't go like that. You don't go like that. He's the lifter up of your head. He lifts your face high so that you can speak to the Father face to face. This whole thing of, you know, let's close our eyes and bow our heads. No, Paul says, I bow my knees, <laughs> right? Uh, we don't bow our heads. No, we speak to him face to face. See, when you say something to your kid and your kid faces goes down, you should know that you're doing, you know, you have to stop whatever you're doing right there and go 
and lift the face of your child and hold it there and say, in this conversation, I don't want you to feel that you're not good enough to stand here. No, this is not a lot. God has not given us, given us a spirit of timidity. It's this spirit of power, love and sound mind. We can boldly enter the throne of grace. Let's read that verse. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize. See, double negative. We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. So this, whatever you see it as bad, don't see it as bad. You have a high priest who can sympathize with those things. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points, was in all points tempted as we are. Wow. Yet without sin, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So you need security. You need to feel that you're loved. You need to feel certain things. Come to the throne of grace boldly, knowing that you do not have a high priest who cannot Sympathize with our weakness. But it was tested in all points. Just as we are. Just as we are. Yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly. <laughs> God has not given us a spirit of timidity. But has given us the spirit of love. Perfect love casts out fear. Fear involves torment. He who fears is not perfected in love. So God's perfect love. The gospel thrashes this fear of God that makes you look down in shame. That is just not allowed. That is just not allowed. There is a wrong mountain. There's a wrong tree. There's a wrong ministry. No, 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 no. Don't hear such things. Don't put yourself. Don't eat poison and expect to live. Yeah. Some of the messages are poisonous. You're not supposed to be listening to such things. Just because you don't watch movies, okay, some, let some religious content go on in our house. Don't switch on your TVs like that and let some crap keep flowing out. No, 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 no. No. Eat from the right tree. Go to the right mountain. Listen to the right voice. And be curious when something comes up and have a conversation with the Father. Ask grace and help in the time of need. Yes. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Find a safe place. Find a good couple and say, I need help. As a couple, go open up to another couple who has walked ahead and said, we need help. Help us. Help us. 
so having these kind of conversations having these kind of things these conversations this is what church is all about three four songs two slow songs saying something everybody nods their head and goes off for what whom are we deceiving what are we trying to do we tremble at his goodness we tremble at his love that's the fear of the lord that the bible talks about the goodness of the lord leads us to repentance yes mala rahula barahantana hatere munuhidiye he became flesh my goodness he became flesh he forged the connection by becoming flesh and knowing the father in the flesh so whatever you say right fear anxiety da 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 he stepped into that domain and found the father in that place which cannot know god in that place he stepped into our darkness my goodness marco lebral monte rega del bana hashi halkaduna mohotie that's what it means he became flesh and blood he entered into human darkness and found the father so that we can go to him boldly we can go to him boldly we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness but in all points tested as we are he stepped into the domain of darkness and experienced our god forsakenness experienced our fear experienced our anxiety and found the father in the midst of it all on our behalf and was willing to share that share that knowledge of the father that works in the storm with us yes thank you jesus thank you father thank you lord i pray that every you they will find grace and may you overflow with joy and gladness in this journey as you know the father in the deeper places of your being god bless you thank you for generously giving may god bless you god strengthen you may god expand your boundaries may you overflow with his fullness see you all soon